Listener Production. Please leave your message after the tone. Why am I jealous of my ex? I am so stressed all the time. How do I get into a routine? Is TikTok making me anxious? I think I'm being manipulated. Someone told me you could live with half a brain. This is Do You Fucking Mind? Mindset Hacks for a Badass Life. Hosted by me, Alexis Fernandez. All right. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the episode of today. So in today's episode, I want to be covering what you should be asking yourself if you are having relationship doubts. So many of my listener questions are based around what do I do in this relationship? You know, sometimes the relationships are really toxic. Sometimes the relationships are really healthy and people don't want to leave the relationship due to guilt or due to feeling like I really need to give it more of a chance. So basically so much of what people write to me is basically them being in doubt about the future of the relationship and they feel like I'm in a position right now where I don't I don't know if I should stay or if I should leave and it's this constant battle and the problem with being in that position and if you're going through this right now I don't even need to tell you this but the problem with being in this position is that you're neither here nor there you are not really enjoying the relationship you're not you don't feel like you have the ability to really relish it or maximize the relationship because you're constantly thinking, oh, but it's just probably not right. I don't know if it's right. But there's a big enough reason for you to stay or a fee that you don't want to leave. A lot of the time we stay in relationships because we acknowledge that the person is a good catch, that even though they might not be the right fit for you, they're pretty good and do you want the alternative? And what is the alternative? Is it being alone? Is it being alone forever? Is it being out into the world? And some people hate dating. So they're like, fuck, I fucking hated being out into the single world that even though I've got so many doubts about this relationship, I can't pull the pin unless I know that there's a sure thing on the other side. So many, 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 many people will stay in a relationship until they have, and it's not to say that they will cheat, but they will stay in a relationship until they know that they have a sure alternative waiting for them because of this fear of leaving. So I wanted to go into, oh, sorry. And another thing that happens is that we then have this fear that we will regret it later if we don't leave. So we're torn between this is the best thing for me now because the immediate effects of me leaving this relationship is going to be suffering, feeling alone, grieving the good parts of this relationship, not knowing if I made the right decision. There's all these things that we want to avoid. So we stay. But then there's this big fear in us thinking, what if I regret this later in my life? What if I end up arming and ahhing and before I know it, five years has passed and now I'm looking down the barrel of maybe starting a family with this person that I just know is not right for me. And then if I leave them, then who, then what, then, you know, so then you start thinking, okay. Um, and it might not even be starting a family. It might be, you know, I look down the barrel and I'm like, I could have 10 years being single. Single's actually a, a nice thing. I could have been doing this. I could have moved here. I could have done this. I could have dated these people. So you just don't want to be in a place of regret. So I thought I would put together eight questions to ask yourself so you can have better clarity around the doubts that you are having in your relationship. Because on top of everything I just said, there's many times that we will have doubts in our relationship because we are yet to fully commit and fully dive in and fully give it our all. So, and this is kind of a lot of the initial stages of dating, whether it's on apps or whether it's not on apps, a lot of problems that we have is this idea of there's too many choices. 
And it's not to say that they're all good choices. Like a lot of them are not good choices or they're not good matches. But this idea that, oh, well, you know, I don't want to fully commit here because what if something better comes along tomorrow? I don't want to fully because what if this, what if that? So a lot of us approach our own relationships like that. We had these initial fears and instead of thinking I'll address these fears, I'll make sure that, you know, yep, it's it's fine. It's It might be a fear but it's not consuming me or it's not ruining my life and they are a good catch or whatever. Because they, they've got this back and forth, the grass is greener on the other side, they actually never let themselves fully commit, dive in and really relish that relationship. So these questions are hopefully going to get you in a position where you're like, you know what? I'm going to give it my fucking all. I'm going to give this the biggest chance it's got. I've asked myself these questions. There's no real deal breakers. There's no real push for me to leave. I'm just kind of arming and ahhing the grass is greener on the other side. What if I was to water the grass on this side and it was to flourish? So that's one outcome. And then the other outcome is for you to be like, this has kind of confirmed all my doubts. And there's a very, 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 very big chance that, you know, like I know the answer and the answer is that I need to leave and now I've got to look at how I'm going to take those next steps to, to end this relationship, okay? So hopefully it's going to give you clarity if nothing else. Okay, so like I said, I do have eight. They're kind of either questions or things to think about if you are having doubts about your relationship. Number one, do I expect my partner to fulfill all my needs and then feel disappointed when they don't meet all my needs? One of the biggest things that people pick on when it comes to breaking apart a relationship is the fact that your partner is not fulfilling all your needs. But it's important to note that there are certain needs that are going to be met in other ways. Your partner does not have to fulfill every single need. There are relationship needs, there are personal needs, there are social needs, there are um, there's all kinds of different needs. But I don't expect Tyrone to fulfill every need because there's certain things that I get fulfilled with family members, with friends, as an individual, that if I was to put it all on Tyrone, who's my partner for those of you playing at home, then I would be, it's too much of a responsibility for one person and vice versa. As much as I want to be the best partner for for him, I also can't be lumped with the task of being able to fulfill all his needs. But when you're in a relationship, especially one where people who, a lot of people who they make their relationship a huge part of their identity, like it's just, oh my God, it's it's us, it's the it's our partnership, it's it, my relationship comes before everything else in my life and it's a huge part of borderline codependent, then you're going to likely find yourself in a position where you are expecting that your partner fulfill all your needs. And I think it's important to take a step back and realize that that in and of itself is going to be damaging to your relationship with your partner, okay? Because it's impossible for one individual to fulfill all your needs and so they are inevitably going to let you down and then you are going to either resent the relationship or feel like they're falling short um, and you might think that you're fulfilling all their needs but the likelihood is that you're not. We receive, we have our needs fulfilled by many, many, many different avenues in our life. I think it's important to identify what your core relationship needs are and that's where your partner should be meeting you where you need to be met and vice versa. That's what makes a healthy partnership. But to expect them to want to do everything that you want to do with you, to be your companion in absolutely every single thing, to be your plus one at every single event just because you want to be there and because they love you, they should want to be there too, that kind of shit, that's putting too much on another individual, okay? You are two individuals that are coming together into a partnership, okay? So you have to 
Try and broaden your horizon on where you're getting your overall needs met and only focus on these relationship needs that should be met by your partner. Then you're not going to be so let down by your partner. You're going to see your partner as more of an individual and you're going to see yourself as more of an individual. You're going to take more responsibility for things and you're going to be able to coexist in a much healthier way if you feel that way. If you expect your partner to be the source of your happiness, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. If you expect your partner to be the source of all your adventure and then you get annoyed because they're not adventurous enough, maybe you've got a partner who's the biggest legend, but you're like, yeah, but they're not adventurous enough and I need adventure. Well, you can find adventure in so many other ways. Sometimes a partner is a bit of an opposite in personalities and it works really well if you can really um, lean into these differences and come together where it's important. So you could have crazy adventures with all your friends and crazy adventures as an individual and your partner's your rock and your solid base. It is fine to have these differences, but to expect them to fulfill all these needs is going to be what causes issues. Okay, so that's the first one. Number two, do you think that dull moments in a relationship signify that something wrong has happened or that there is a flaw in the relationship? I think a lot of people expect the relationship to be like the rom-coms. Everything's got to be perfect. It's got to be passion. It's got to be fire. It's got to be this. It's got to be... There's going to be dull moments in every relationship in your life. And you probably don't even realize that there are so many dull moments with, you know, with your relatives and with your friends and with your colleagues and with yourself. But the this this expectation on the relationship is, has to be epic all the time is another thing that could be damaging. If you can accept that you know, it's okay to have moments where we're possibly burnt out or they need some more space for themselves or they're not going to be able to bring 100% to the table on this day. You know, we're two humans just doing our best, hopefully doing our best in this existence, that unless it's this chronic ongoing, this is a bore, if there's like a little lull here and there, that is completely normal in a relationship. And when you feel this lull in a relationship, especially if it's very, very short-lived, like sometimes Tyrone and I, we barely have anything to give each other because we're really tired, we're a bit maxed out. But if it only lasts two or three days, I never let it get to me because I think like we're just going through a little bit of like we're tired or we just don't have much to give today. And it always gets better. So instead of thinking like, well, you know, what's going on? We're not really talking and this is what happened. I'm like, why don't we just give each other a little bit of space? Why don't we just have like a quiet, a bit of quiet time where it's a little bit dull and we'll call it boring? Because then when we have that, we can rest, recover, and then we feel really good a couple of days later and then it, then we're on again. So I think it's so natural to have these cycles within your relationship. Just make sure, are you looking at these things as being unhealthy representations of your relationship or do you see it as, no, this is totally normal and it's completely healthy for us to go through these different cycles and different seasons in our relationship. As long as it's not toxic or unhealthy, then it's it is kind of normal. So are you making sure that you're not looking at this one relatively boring moment in your relationship and thinking they are boring? Because you also have to look at something as it does take two to tango. It's very easy for you to be like, my partner's boring. Okay, that might be the case. But are you also boring? Are you expecting them to do all the work? Are you the one only doing the work? And then that's why you feel that way. So you really have to like dig deep and have a bit of insight and ask yourself these questions so you're better inf- you can make a better informed decision. The next one is ask yourself which one of my needs, my relationship needs, are not being met and are these negotiable, okay? 
because like I said about expecting your partner to fulfill all your needs and how that's not going to be possible, ask yourself, what are my relationship needs? Like really, what are they? Do I need X amount of communication with my partner all the time? Do I, I mean, obviously honesty is one for me and for, I would imagine 99.9% of people, do I feel that we have adequate levels of communication? Communication is a massive one, a massive one. And if you have different styles of communication, one of the most important things is to at least be able to communicate about your communication styles and say, look, this is really how I do it. This is how you do it. Now that we understand each other, would we both be okay with meeting in the middle and communicating in this way? You know, maybe one person when they're fired up and angry, they cannot talk. I need space. I need time. I need to go away and cool my head. And the other person's like, I need to talk now or I feel abandoned. If you walk away, I feel abandoned. And if there's no meeting in the middle, then there's going to be major cracks in the relationship. So ask yourself, are my needs being met? If not, are they negotiable? Is this something we can talk about and be like, all right, you're not a major communicator. You're not a huge texter. I need to be texted 24-7. But instead, could maybe you do this? So then I feel really loved and appreciated. And then in return, I will also be willing to try this for you. So then you also feel like either you have your space or you feel love in that way. The same goes for love languages and how you show your love. You know, if you are somebody that loves to receive love through acts of service, and your partner just doesn't do it that way, you could say, could you just do this one thing for me every day? I know it probably means nothing to you, but it's it's major to me and it would really just really keep the romance alive. It would keep me really attracted to you if you're doing that thing for me. And in return, how do you like to receive love? And it might be words of affirmation. You're like, well, I'm not really a big words of affirmation, but what if I just wrote a really nice thing every morning for my partner to read when they woke up or when they got home from work or something like that, okay? So – and then, yeah, so, so are these negotiable? If they're not negotiable, then you have to ask yourself, is this a deal breaker? Because it's very easy for you to be like, oh, maybe we'll change, maybe this, maybe that. But if you've realized they're not meeting me in the middle, either because they don't have the capacity or they don't know how to or they don't want to, can I now live with that? Can I live with the fact that my partner is never going to put the toilet seat down no matter how many times I say it? Or am I going to resent them for the rest of my life? Can I live with the fact that my partner will never stick to their word when they say what time they're going to come home? Am I okay with that? I've tried a thousand times. I've begged. I've screamed. I've pleaded. I've tried nice. I've tried passive aggressive. They've not. Can I live with that? And sometimes you think, well, it's a fucking annoying trait, but it's not a deal breaker. And maybe I can get to the point where I'm like, look, this fucking pisses me off and I hate that you can't do this for me. But am I willing to leave you over this if I knew that you would never change? That's where you've got to really ask yourself the question, can I put up with it? If they've said, no, I'm never going to change, this is what it is, it's done. And for a lot of things, I think a lot of us can budge where it's not a non-negotiable. I think a lot of us could be like, you know what, it's really not affecting my life that dramatically. It just it annoys me, but I can probably move past it. And then there's going to be other things that you're like, I actually cannot move past this. This is a moral difference or this is something that like to me screams disrespect. I cannot move past it. And then you've got your answer. Because so many of us don't actually look at like what are the consequences if this never changed? And the reason we don't like to look at it is because we don't want to follow through with the hard actions, which is leaving the relationship. But it's important for you to become truly, truly aware of if this was the case and if they would never change, what would then be the outcome? Would I have to leave or could I find a way to live with it and not be resentful and not, you know, hold a grudge against my partner forever? Because there's no point being like, fine, I'll live with it. I'll fucking, you know, I'll, I'll swallow it down and I'll just accept it. 
but then 20 years down the track, you're telling your children, I always resented your your father or your mother because they... That's really not... You're the one who suffered ultimately, okay? The next one. Do you think you were happier before the relationship or do you often believe that you could be happier out of this relationship? So often people are in a relationship for one of our major human needs, which is safety, okay? It's this feeling of um, comfort, security, and relationships even the unhealthy ones provide us with this big sense of security, oddly enough, even the really unhealthy ones, because we have a partner, we have someone who we are exclusively with, we agree on certain things, they're someone that we come home to, they, you know, a lot of people feel that being in a relationship, just that title and that feeling alone offers them a massive sense of security and belonging. So you're fulfilling this massive human need for all those things that I just mentioned by being in a relationship, okay? So that blinds a lot of, a lot of us from what is truly making us happy. So we will stay in a relationship that is so, that makes us so unhappy because it is fulfilling this major need. But what we're not realizing or what we're not reminding ourselves of is that that major need can be fulfilled outside of a relationship and in a new relationship if you choose to do so. So it's important to ask yourself, do I often, for for me personally, when I was in a really unhealthy relationship, I was terrified to leave because I loved this person, but I knew, I knew I was unhappy. And it sounds so like, well, then why didn't you just leave? It's crazy. But it's because you felt a sense of security and you loved this person. And there's a whole bunch of self-esteem issues when you're in an you know, emotionally abusive relationship. But put that to the side. I knew I was happier before the relationship. I would daydream about being happier beforehand. And I would imagine if I you know, lived in this country or in this city and I'd have these freedoms, I knew that I was happier and I could be happier. But it was fear that was holding me back. And if you are feeling that way, I can tell you right now, if all the questions that I have to ask you out of the eight, that is a major, major red flag. That should be the number one thing that pings for you to be like, this is a big, 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 big fucking thing I need to address. And the next thing to ask yourself within that question of, you know, do you think you're happier is what is the factor that would actually make me happier And is this relationship preventing that factor from happening? So, for example, using myself as an example, the factor that would make me happier was freedom. I was very controlled, very controlled as far as, you know, what I would wear, who I would hang out with. All these things were very, very determined by him. And not that he would say, you can, you can't, you can't. But when I would hang out with people he didn't like, he would be like, you know, you're a smart person, but, you, you know, uh, you know, why would you hang out with such an idiot? Because it makes you stupid. Like he'd be really, really degrading when I would do something that didn't align. So the thing that I craved was freedom to be myself, to live on my own terms, to be spontaneous, to make decisions that only that I only had to be factored into to make that decision, to not disappoint someone on a regular basis. Those are the things that for me, I was not able to get in the relationship. That's what the, the happiness 
was. So the factor that would make me happy was having more freedom and the relationship was preventing me from feeling this way. So sometimes you might think, oh, well, it's because I used to do this, but you might be in a really healthy relationship and then you think, wait a minute, maybe I just stopped doing those things. For example, a lot of people socialize way less when they're in a relationship and then they look at all their friends having fun and getting closer and having all these great, and you're like, I feel so left out. And then you're like, wait a minute, my partner's not actually stopped me from doing that. Maybe I stopped myself from doing that. Maybe the things that used to make me happier, I can include back into my life without leaving the relationship. Maybe it's just some parameters that I've put on myself that doesn't actually need to exist, okay? So ask yourself, what were the things that were making me happier that could make me happier? Can it exist in this relationship or can it not? For me, the things that I craved that I knew would make me happy could not exist in the relationship, okay? So that's a huge huge red flag if it cannot exist with you being in that relationship, okay? Number five, is there a part of you that you love that isn't allowed to exist because of this relationship? And if the answer is yes, that's another big red flag, okay? Now, you might be in a relationship of course, I, I reference toxic relationships all the time, unhealthy, controlling, you know, coercive control, all of that. But there's also the other side where you meet somebody who is very, 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 very different to you. And then you mold yourself or you kind of align yourself with their lifestyle to the extent that then it's been a few years later and you're like, oh, I used to be so spontaneous or fun or social or I used to spend way more time by myself but now I've gotten myself into a groove and this person just would not be okay with me doing it, not because they're unhealthy or toxic but because like they're in love with this version of me and now, you know, I, I crave this part of me and it's not happening and that is why I resent this relationship. That's why I'm having doubts in this relationship. If that's the case then you need to come clean with your partner and you need to say, I've been kind of living like a half truth, to be honest. I've lived this certain way to live up to your expectations. There's this massive part of me that existed before we got into a relationship and I miss it. And I need to get it back because I feel like I'm abandoning a part of me that is so true to the core of who I am. And for a lot of relationships, if they genuinely love you and care, they will probably be like, Fuck, I never knew that. What kind of things? Like, let's talk about it. Like, I don't want to stop you from being, you know, if, if Tara never said that to me, I'd be like, whoa, <laughs> let's talk about it. Like, I would, that would make me so sad that he felt that way. And I would really want to facilitate him being able to reignite this part of him that was important to him. Okay. Then, of course, there's going to be situations where they're like, no, that's a deal breaker. I love you for you and I don't want you, whatever. whatever. But I think it's an important thing that you need to address. And you need to speak to your partner about. And that's definitely something you ought to be asking yourself. Because again, you might be resenting the relationship or the partner and having doubts about your relationship because you feel that you can't have that side of you. But maybe you could. And if you can't, red flag or like alarm bells. Number six, are you doing enough on your own for your own life, for your own identity? Okay, or do you expect to get everything from your relationship? Because a lot of the time we're going to give up a lot of our independence and because of this, our expectations on the relationship are so sky high. 
because they're like, well, I gave up this. So this better be fucking good. I gave up all of this. So this better be fucking good. You've got to make sure, am I actually doing anything for myself? Do I have any personal goals that doesn't involve my partner? Do I have growth goals that doesn't involve my partner? What are, what are all the things I want to do for my personal life that do not include my partner? Of course, I talk to my partner about it. Of course, we're a team in general, but what is just about me? And if the answer, if you're like, oh, I'm struggling to think of an answer, there's another reason why you're having doubts about your relationship because you're not fulfilled. No matter how much you love someone, you have to fulfill your primary needs yourself. And when that is fulfilled, then you can love better. You can love more freely. You're less in, you, you feel less of a need to control the relationship so much. The relationship can be more free flowing because you're happy within yourself. You're doing shit for you. And even better or just as good, you want the same for your partner. Instead of being like, but they're not prioritizing me in every fucking single thing they do. No, you then want them to prioritize themselves in a lot of aspects. You want them to live for themselves as well. You applaud their independence. And then you can come together and be the best versions of yourself for each other. So if you feel like you've abandoned yourself, say, can I actually bring this on in the relationship and do more of that? Or is it impossible? And if it's impossible, there's another reason why maybe it's not the right relationship for you. Number seven, are the only parts of the relationship that you enjoy the ones that no longer exist? If this is the case, there's a huge indicator that the relationship is just evolved. It's no longer what it was. It might be unhealthy. It might just have run its course and now you're just going through the motions. But a lot of the time when we break up, for example, with a lot of the breakups that I've had in my life, the thing that I grieved the most and suffered the most, a lot of the things that I thought about and cried over were memories that happened in like the first year. You know, the, 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 that romantic period, the honeymoon period, all of that. And then I, I had to remind myself, I'm like, wait a minute, a lot of these things I'm crying about weren't even in, they didn't even exist in the last year of the relationship or in the last few months of the relationship. So ask yourself, like, am I staying here because it used to be good? Because if that's the case, whether I'm in the relationship or whether I'm out, the reality is the same. It used to be good. Me staying here isn't, I'm not experiencing those good things anymore. I don't need to be here to remember good memories with someone. I can leave a relationship and still appreciate that the first two years were great and the rest were not so great. But a lot of us stay in the hope that it'll turn back into what it used to be. Are you in that headspace at the moment? Are you kind of repeating those thought patterns to yourself? And then last one, are you in this relationship because you are excited about your future together or are you in this relationship because you are afraid to throw away the past together or B, C, it could be a combination of the both. But if the only reason you are staying is because you're thinking this would be such a waste, I've spent so long in this relationship, then that is a huge, huge indicator that maybe you're in this relationship for probably not the right reasons. If there's nothing in the relationship right now that is fueling a fire in you of excitement, of things you can continue to build together, work on together, watch each other flourish as individuals, be there for each other, all of the above. If you're not excited to share your life with this person, but the reason you're staying is because it's like, you know, the sunk cost fallacy of like, wow, I'm throwing away so much time invested. Then again, you really need to really need to think hard about is that a good enough reason? Because the answer is no, it's not a good enough reason because time has already passed and you haven't lost those years. Never think that you lost those years. You still lived. You're you. You've grown. You've learned. You've evolved. You've got wisdom. You lived. It's never a waste. 
You can't look at your partner and say, you wasted all these years. You were still alive on this earth and you were choosing to be in this relationship. So you can look at it as like we had some beautiful times. But that is not a reason to stay together if we're not fulfilled. All right? So go over those eight questions again. Ask yourself in detail. Really ask yourself the sub-questions I have for all those questions and get to a point where you can really get clear on I'm just staying here out of fear or fuck it. I've got some really great insight now and I can turn this around and I can love it and love myself and love my life and I'm just having these doubts but really this person's a fucking perfect match. It's allowing for me to be who I want to be. I just need to lean in further. I just need to communicate better. Okay? Hopefully that gave you some insight into these doubts that you're having and hopefully it's helping you make a like a really well-informed decision where you're really in tune with what it is that you need and what it is that you want guys thank you so much for listening love you so much as always remember be kind to yourself be kind to your brain don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself danke listener